0: What's going on, Spurs fans? My name is Tom Petrini, and this is the Big Fundamental Podcast, the official Ken's Five podcast on the San Antonio Spurs. And this is, by the way, the official TV station of the San Antonio Spurs. I am joined by one of my colleagues and good friends, Jeff Garcia. Uh, And we've got some good Spurs basketball to talk about. Uh, The broken record of the beginning of the season has uh, (laughs) maybe been broken a little bit. in that the, the wins are, are finally starting to come for this team. So, uh, Jeff, four-game win streak, longest yeah. in the last two-plus seasons. Uh, what did <laughs> you see from the, that really five-game stretch where they, they wound up playing yeah. the, uh, the, the Suns really well?
1: Did you have on your bingo card this year a four-game win streak? Because I didn't. I did not have that on my bingo card uh, I did, for this team at all. I didn't
0: have it this early. No. I, I thought yeah. they were going to figure some things out. You know, like, I I thought that this team was going to be better in the second half of the season because that's what happens when you have a, right. a new team with new pieces mm-hmm. and, and new roles for everybody. Yeah. But, uh, no, I didn't think that it was going to yeah. happen this quick. And, uh, you know, when, when we were doing the work on it, it was like, oh, like, like I was looking yeah. to see when the when the last yeah. one was. And I had to look back to uh, it was it was tw- like March of 2019 when they won wow. nine in a row, and unsurprisingly, wow. DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, leading scores for uh, all nine of those games. So what happens when have you changed. have an all star? Huh? See what happens when you have all stars? True, true. Yeah. But hey, they they had those all stars for the past two seasons too, yeah. and you know no four game win streaks to show for it. So. In yeah. your view, what were some of the things that the Spurs did to kind of turn the tide, uh, yeah. and and finally turn some of those close, hard-fought games into wins that they closed out? You're starting to see a little chemistry. I think that's what you're starting to see. Remember early in the season,
1: Tom. What was the buzzword you heard the most? Communicating. We're not talking. Um, you know, we're 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 getting there. Uh, our communication's got to be better. We got to clean things up. Too many well, mistakes. That changed too many mistakes that changed in that uh four game win streak, and you saw them starting to get familiar with one another popovich kept on saying the worm is going to turn the worm is going to turn give it time give it to Bryn forbes i don't know if you caught this Tom, and i'm pretty sure you did every time he came on post game after a loss it was like like nothing happened it was like yeah we lost but we're gonna get there it, yeah. That just shows you that you have a veteran player who saw it. You got Popovich, who's been there, done that. He's a coach. He's a teacher. He's a mentor. He knew that was going to happen, and lo and behold, it finally clicked. Now, will they have another four-game win streak? Maybe more. Hopefully, they are they are definitely on the right path. But as we're seeing the last two games, you, you know, uh, there is still some growing to uh, do. How to play off a back-to-backs, a game of a back-to-back. You know, that's a lesson right there for them to learn. How to sustain momentum is something they have to learn. But all in all, Tom, if you're looking for developmental positive signs, you just got it right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's been really fun to watch this team sort of figure mm-hmm. some things out. Um, I think the biggest thing, um, you know, because they were in a lot of these games, right? For, you know, go, mm-hmm. going through their losses this season, plenty of right. them, they were right there. Mm-hmm. And just down the stretch, it was the other team's stars that took the game into right. their hands. And, you know, figured out how to make winning plays mm-hmm. in crunch time. And, yeah. um, you know, DeJounte has been nails late for this team. Mm-hmm. But also, I think we need to talk about the resurgence of Derek White, who, yep. uh, you know, I don't think it's, it's any coincidence that he starts putting up 20, 25-point games, Spurs start winning them. Um, mm-hmm. He's always been a very good complementary piece next to DeJounte Murray. Like, the, the two in the backcourt uh, do different things well that bring out the strengths right. of the other, um, menacing defensively. Um, mm-hmm. And Derek is another guy who you can trust in pick and roll situations. Uh, <laughs> and look at that. We've got our man Joe Reinagle here. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to set him up. You got your headphones? I got these. All right, hey, them. plug them in here. Oh, so you can hear our, our man, Jeff, we're going to do some movie magic hey Jeff. here. <laughs> What's and, going on, Joe? <sighs> All right, oh, I'm walking no. around here. That's just me. Oh, no, it, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Still working on it. Nowhere near as bad as it was two <laughs> days ago. And I'm glad that Joe is laughing because uh, it was not the best uh that i did two days ago it
2: was a great conversation though
0: oh yeah uh if you guys want to see the first video only podcast uh i'll have a blooper reel in
2: the, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the end of this one
0: um and hey there, there he is
2: Boom, um, hey wow i can hear everybody
0: we're figuring it out guys just like the spurs uh it'll be smoother moving forward that's just Absolutely. what we're talking about joe this five game win streak uh what did you see what jumped out to you
2: Oh, wow. Well, um, you know, the really the thing that jumped out at me was the way the guys are finally, I think, learning how to play together. Um, you know, in the beginning, as we all saw, it was just, you know, effort, hustle everything was there they just couldn't get over the hump and that was the problem they just didn't know how to win and I think during that win streak they finally started to figure some things out where they you know they know what to do now. They, they they know how to put their foot on somebody and say you know we're going to take this game and uh, it's just the little mistakes that they were making they're not making those mistakes anymore and I think that was the biggest thing and uh, and I think moving forward we're going to see more of that and obviously the last two games Uh, haven't been what they wanted but um, I I really believe again this whole season's a learning experience uh, but I think we're starting to see some success in that learning process
0: yeah and unfortunately for this team a bunch of injuries a cascade of Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. uh, seem to come one after the other you know just as one guy gets back into the starting lineup somebody else is out Uh, the guy that's out right now is Keldon Johnson Devin Vassell, though, probable, so that's a positive that's sign. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start with you, Joe. Who do you think is going to, A, step into the starting lineup and, and fill that hole that Keldon is leaving? And, you know, who, who are some other guys who you think could see their minutes or roles increase?
2: Yeah, I know you guys are going to laugh, but, uh, you know, I think, I think it is an opportunity for my guy, Bryn Forbes, to continue to do what he's been doing. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and step up and, and be the, the guy that I thought he could be, not necessarily the all star, but certainly the guy that can, uh, they can come in and out a spark.
0: As a, as a professional
2: courtesy, I was never going to bring it up again. You're, you're doing I understand. I appreciate that.
1: I, I, I was waiting for the write in candidate, and
2: then I said, that's
0: Joe. That's Joe's
1: candidate right there, and the all star ballot, at Bryn
0: Forbes. We'll, we'll say this about Bryn Forbes, though. Uh, last three games. He's been fantastic in the role that the Spurs need him to play, yes. which is come off the bench yeah. and hit shots. And, and and he's been breaking ankles and talking yeah. smack. So
1: like, And, and Joe, if, if it's any consolation, I did give him a little bit of his props earlier. I did say when they were having their losing ways, if you notice every time he was in his post-game press conferences, he spoke. He was calm, cool, collected, even though they were getting drubbed by 20 or more sometimes. He was like, like hey, it's going to happen. We're going to be all right. He was very uh, a very calming factor, I think. He, he was showing uh, that value and bringing
0: a com- back. A calming factor in the locker room, too, because yeah. it, and, and in the games. Because, you know, in the Warriors game, mm-hmm. in the Suns yeah. game, uh, and even against the Knicks, um, you know, he didn't really play in the first half of those games. Right. Um, and in, in the Warriors game and the Suns game especially, uh, the Spurs were getting to a point where it was like, we need to manufacture buckets somewhere. We need to get somebody to put the ball in the hole. And uh, it, it was Bruno from Pounding the Rock said very uh, correctly, when you have Bryn Forbes on the floor, you have at least one guy who knows exactly what his job is. <laughs> and, he, and he's executing it. So uh, to see him, you know, playing in that limited role, but really providing a spark, uh, you know we're we're seeing the concentration of Bryn Forbes, right? And that was always my problem when he was here and in the starting lineup was he was overextended, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's still not going to clamp anybody up. Defense has been better this year, yeah, yeah, a little bit, but he's still Bryn Forbes on defense. So, you know, <laughs> I if the if the Spurs do go like really small with a four guard set, I don't think Bryn will be that fourth guard. Um, I would think about bringing a guy like Devin Vassell into the starting lineup yeah. just because he, you know, yeah. he's got tremendous length, so he can play up a position basically, and he brings shooting that this team needs. So, uh, and honestly, he's been, in my opinion, the third best and most consistent spur this year behind Dejounte Murray mm-hmm. and Jakob Pirtle. So. Um, we might see more time for him. Uh, I think all- Trey
2: Jones too. I yeah, mean, right. Trey, Trey Jones has, has yep. gotten some minutes, and I think he could be important because uh, I don't think Kelvin's coming back anytime soon. I mean, that looked pretty bad. I hope I'm wrong, but you know, we're, I think we're talking multiple games here. There, there is no st- for sure, for structural for sure. damage, right. but yeah, yeah the,
0: and you know, you you saw him roll that ankle, come out, you know, and you know, fr- from where I was I was sitting. I was I was watching the the second half shoot around, and I, I looked around and I, I don't see Keldon out there. And he comes out of the tunnel and walks up to Pop and you know, like a lot of this and a lot of Pop going line <laughs> sure. And him being like, hey, uh, I want to go in there. And and you would expect nothing less from the kid. Um, Another guy
1: I, I expect to see a uh, spike minutes is Kita Basdia. Yeah, I think sure. he's really going to get his chance to shine when he has gotten some minutes. He's really proving some value on that court, on both ends of the four.
0: He's a very, in my opinion, he's a low-risk, low-reward play in this rotation mm-hmm. because you know he's going to be solid, even great defensively. And we saw, you know, in that Knicks loss, I mean, second game of back-to-back and the Knicks are just hitting everything. Mm-hmm. If Julius Randle is yeah. raining step-backs on you and R.J. Barrett hits 7-9 from deep, Right. it doesn't really matter what else happens in the game, you're probably going to lose. Um, but you know, Kade Bates Diop. To me, the the question has always been like, is he going to? Uh, not, I'm no, I'm never looking for him to impose himself on offense, but I am looking for that confidence. And you know, especially when he goes up with it, he moves confidently mm-hmm. and well, and he gets to spots. He sets good screens. He 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 does things that help this team. But I and and maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just me, but every time he goes up for a shot like I'm not confident and I'm not sure he's confident. <laughs> but like so so playing him in the starting lineup, I'm not sure about, but if you're looking at positionally, you know, what the Spurs are trying to make up for, rebounding was rough in that Knicks loss.
2: Mhm.
0: Um and a guy like Cade Diaz who brings the defense and rebounding um yeah. You know, we're definitely going to see him play more. Well,
1: well, well, that's exactly what's been going on with the Spurs in this two-game losing streak. They're getting out rebounded. That's one of the big factors right now. They got out rebounded versus the Warriors. I mean, the Suns, and they got out rebounded versus the Knicks. Yeah. So, yeah, here's a guy who can helpfully address that.
2: well if Vassell is healthy obviously he's the guy I mean right I mean he's he's got to step in and he's got to he's got to be that guy so they're going to rely on him and and that's a you know that's a big question I think you know if he if he is probable obviously they feel well enough that he probably will play tonight but how much but I think to to replace a guy like Keldon Johnson uh, and and the things that he does I think you're going to need more than one guy although I think Vassell can be that guy but I think Until he gets 100% healthy, you're going to need the other guys we've been talking about. Forbes, uh, Trey Jones, Keita Bates-Diop. I mean, you're going to need all of those guys, I think, playing a key role and and some clutch minutes uh, when they get their opportunity. And
0: some Austinites who... uh, That could be, yeah. There were were some roster Mm -hmm. moves and non-roster moves that raised some eyebrows yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Jock Landale going up to Austin. Josh Primo, not. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people were like, oh, why aren't you playing Jock Landale more? (laughs) And listen, I get it. I get the frustration with Drew Eubanks. I get wanting to see more of Jock Landale out there. But this is the best way to see that because he's an NBA rookie. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's 20 games into his NBA career with this new team, Uh, had a concussion and got COVID. He, he hasn't had the time to really get into, uh, you know, NBA right. playing shape. And that's, sure. that's I mean, we're, we're seeing teams around the league use that for, you know, star players. You're right. Uh, hey, like, pretend to
1: be shocked. A Spurs rookie going to Austin to the Austin Spurs program? I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean, why is everybody shocked right now? This is just no par for the course. Ask DeJounte, ask Lonnie, ask Derek, ask Danny, ask Pobon. You know, uh, ask everybody who's been in the league with the Spurs. This is this just is, the
0: past. And, it's, and it seems to me like it's even more of like a rehab stint. that Because like, I, sure. I firmly believe that he would have been playing more in the early going of the season if not for those injuries mm-hmm. and things. So, um, you know, I, I think that uh, he's going to work his way into shape. And we saw, you know, in, in Garbage Time against the Knicks, he comes mm-hmm. in, you know, screens, mm-hmm. rolls, makes a little fake pass, right. and lefty hook, screens, pops, hits a three. He's got talent that can help this team. Uh, as a a complimentary big man with, I think it's fair to say, a much deeper scoring arsenal than Drew Eubanks has. Um, And so uh, definitely looking forward to him hopefully getting healthy and being able to, you know, get get his legs under him and then finally, you know, show what he can do (laughs) at the NBA level, hopefully for him before Zach Collins gets into playing shape because that's, you know... It's a position of need right now for the Spurs right. at big man. Um, you know, but they've, they've got reinforcements coming. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, Josh Primo staying. And we, we got to talk about this kid in the Suns game, man. Uh, he played 18 minutes, right. four blocks, and three steals. Like, that's, that's something. That's awesome. That's crazy. Well, here's the
1: thing. Here's the thing. If you want to know everything about Josh Primo, just go to kens5.com slash Spurs right now. You want to know Absolutely. who inspired him? There's an article I did with him, and I've had multiple one-on-one interviews with him. Yeah. He's talked to me about what he wants to do in the NBA, as far as being uh, bigger than just a three-point shooter. Uh, who inspired him to become the shooter? Who is his NBA legend that he looks up to, and so much more? But you know, uh, so Joe, I was talking teams, to the, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to the Austin Spurs head coach recently. And he said, he, you know, we're doing the Zoom there, Joe. And he looks at me and he goes, you know what, Jeff? I'll tell you something right now. There's not one practice, one game, one day where this kid, Primo, does not surprise me. He just says he is just surprised everything, something new that he presents on the court, Joe. And I, I, was, I was just in there loving it.
2: Yeah, um, and, and obviously the kid's got all the skills. There's no question yeah. about it. But, you know, Tom and I were talking about this the other day. He's still just 18 years old right I mean he's yeah. 18 years old and I think I don't know maybe that's hard for pop to get over maybe it's hard for me to get over it's just us old guys right we we, we can't comprehend yeah. an 18 year old guy coming in to the NBA and being a star however I think the best place for him and pop said as much uh, the other day in his in his mm-hmm. pregame comments he belongs in Austin. He belongs there. He needs to get more time. He needs to get seasoned. Absolutely. Obviously, they have a need now with Keldon Johnson, so maybe that's why Primo sticks around, and he, he gets his opportunity. And maybe he proves me and Pop wrong, and, and he sticks around, and he becomes a star that, that nobody is expecting right now, except for all you – Crazy Spurs fans out there that think he's the next Michael Jordan. I mean, I, you know, hey, I mean, hey, I don't I mean, think
0: anybody said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they all said Kobe Bryant. Oh, right? Kobe
2: Bryant. Okay. Kobe Bryant, uh, yeah. yeah. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. You know, he got, those,
1: he, he got those four blocks. Uh, Was it against Phoenix, right? Tom yeah. Phoenix. Um, but he already did that. He already did that in Austin. He had a game where he, his office was just horrible for at least a good three quarters. But he contributed on the defensive end with four blocks at the G League level. I get it. uh, With rebounding, with steals. And one of of the best uh, interactions I had with him, uh, Tom, was he had this phenomenal game uh, for the Austin Spurs. Phenomenal. Just shouldered the team to a win. He talks to me. He goes, Jeff, Jeff, before you start, I got to say something. I apologize to my teammates right now for having a poor first half. I am sorry. That will never happen again. I mean – to me, it just, he just loves basketball and when he's not playing well, it really gets to him. And I like that. I like that. That's, that's mm-hmm. big for an 18 year old kid.
0: Yeah. He's, he's shown a lot of maturity, a lot of leadership yeah. qualities already and two very different players, but Kellen Johnson and Josh Primo are the same height. Primo mm-hmm. might wind up being taller than him. Uh, and
1: his agent told me that his yeah. uh, bone, his bones his growth are plate, they're yeah. not fused yet. They grow, yeah. They're not, they're not fused yet. Yeah. They're still uh, open.
0: So yeah,
2: he's he's 18 years old for good. 18 sake. years old. I mean, my... we,
0: we can say this for a couple more weeks. I... Josh Primo is 18 years old. The 18-year-old is 18. He may
2: I he may my... be he may be seven foot two by the time he's 20. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, who knows? This kid's still got some growing to do. <laughs> yeah, I no. wish my
0: bone bum, was infused at 11 years old. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, he uh, <laughs> he's he's got a ton of potential and long arms, big hands, yep. and activity. That was the the thing that yeah. stuck out to me was the activity because, you know, you, you talk about impressive enough at the G League level, but, like, you're talking about a guy guarding, helping out on Chris Paul mm-hmm. and DeAndre Ayton in pick and roll. Right. You know? Yeah. Like that, that is about as nasty a pick and roll as there is in the NBA today. And, uh, you know, we, we saw Chris Paul do his thing, get a bunch of switches, get a bunch of shots. Um, yeah. But, like... When they tried to take advantage of those switches that Aiton mm-hmm. had down low, they couldn't get clean passes to him in the post in the paint, yeah. and Primo was a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so
2: he's fearless. I don't yeah, think there's any yeah. question. That and, he's fearless. And he's I not think, afraid of any I situation.
0: I think it says a lot that he's not going back to yeah. Austin this time. We we knew that this point would come in the season, but you know maybe it's the injuries. Although there have been injuries throughout, so right. you know this might be him. And we all know the way you earn playing time in Greg Popovich's rotation. What is it, Joe?
2: <laughs> play defense. Play defense. Right? You have to play defense, right? Yeah. You, you, you but gotta it, do it. I, I just I have to believe it's the injuries. And the only reason I say that is because of what Pop said just two yeah. days ago. Yeah. That, yeah. that Primo belongs in Austin. He needs more time there. So I just can't Absolutely. imagine that, that Pop had a dream last night and said all of a sudden well, <laughs> Primo's arrived and he's here and I don't right. feel that way anymore. So it, it has to be the injuries. And I have to believe yeah. that he's he's still going to go back to Austin and spend some time there before sure. it's all said and done. Well,
1: well, the good news is is that the G League season is a lot shorter than the season, Right, right. So um, eventually he'll, they'll have to come back and right. you know do his thing uh, with San Antonio. Who knows? But he rides the pine. You know for a good chunk of the remainder of the nba season but regardless it's good to see him in a san antonio uniform uh every single minute counts for this kid i don't care if it's two minutes on that floor get him out there uh but all in all yeah you know the big upside you know he still has a yeah. lot of growing to do i think rj barrett abused him quite a bit uh, against the knicks uh so you know hey that just comes with the territory mm-hmm. but so far still so good and you want that out <laughs> of a, a draft lottery pick what was he, Joe? Number 11, I think he was, right? Number 11?
2: Yeah, or was it? Or what was
1: it? The... Yes, 11 12 or?
2: Wow. I think it was 11. Testing my memory. Regardless, yeah, 11, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, 11. So, yeah, I mean, you want that. And and it just look, circumstances. You mentioned it right now, Joe. Circumstances in this situation is the injury bug, mm-hmm. which is allowing Primo to stay. Last season, it was just needing bodies uh, because of the COVID uh, situation. Vassell stayed on, you know, and they didn't send him to the G League. They sent Trey Jones. So it's almost like you need some big force of nature to get popped to keep these young guys on the San Antonio bench. But hey, if you're Primo, you take it. Absolutely.
0: Jeff, I know you gotta get going here in a sec, but I got a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh, Put Hit something me with silly on the internet. <laughs> Hit me with it. I'm, I'm warning everybody what, to that, stay, that Joe stay away the best, from the, the trade. Tra- the coolest guy ever? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, war- I'm warning everybody to stay away from the trade machine. Because man, it's getting oh, silly fans. out there. Oh, those fans uh, are funny. I love Spurs Twitter. You know, yep. born born in it, molded by it. Uh, but I mean, guys, you, you can't be going out and roasting every awful trade for DeJounte Murray <laughs> and then being like, All right, how about Thad Young, Drew Yu Banks, yeah. Lonnie, no, Lonnie going yeah. into Lonnie going into free agency for yeah. DeMontis Sabonis? It's not <laughs> yeah. gonna happen.
2: Not gonna um, happen.
0: Never going to happen. You're making us look silly. But what the the Sabonis thing is interesting. The Pacer situation is yep, interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, and RSL. they they do have a couple of players who uh, you know would look nice on this current Spurs roster. The question is Absolutely. how how do you get them over here without giving up too much? And I don't think that there is a satisfactory answer at this juncture. And part of that is because the Pacers and the Spurs are at kind of similar, you know, the, the Pacers are a little overcooked yeah. right now, uh, but in terms of the assets and, you know, the goals of these organizations, it's going to be tough to find a deal that works for both parties. So realistically, Jeff, what do you, do you think there's anything here? Because, you know, the, yeah. the Spurs names have been mentioned, but in the, yeah. in the athletic story the other day, they, they were talking about, you know, this could be a fit but I think mm-hmm. that suggested trade involved, uh, you know, Derek White, Keldon Johnson, yeah. Primo well, and picks. Yeah. So different, <laughs> different than the other one. Yeah. Hey, 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 you know what, of, of other Pacers
1: uh, players that are, you know, reportedly, you know, on the market, uh, it's not Sabonis, it's actually Miles Turner is the guy mm-hmm. that I would, I would want. I, you know, Levert
2: is on the block too there, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Levert is on the block. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, as much as uh, Levert, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Sabonis is an all star. I think, Yeah. I think he's an all star. Um, Two times. I actually would go with uh, with Turner. I think Turner would be the guy if if I'm the San Antonio, if I'm Brian Wright on the phone with Indiana saying what we can do. But here's the thing, Spurs fans if it's gonna take money to get money, you're gonna have to give up something. Um, you know, that be it Derek White, a pick, you know, a primo, you know, if you want to get these kind of heavy hitters into San Antonio. So, uh, look, the Spurs have done it before George Hill, Kawhi Leonard. Y'all remember that. So if the Spurs Ooh. really see a need, oh, that guy, you know where that guy, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have to they have to pony up. And Indiana's not going to give up Turner or Sabonis for Drew Eubanks, KBH-Diop, and some Austin Spur, you know, that is likely not going to ever see a San Antonio uniform. So that just comes with the territory. You're going to have to pay up to get something. Now let, so let me throw out another name. As much as the trade machine is fun, you guys. it just ain't going to work.
2: Yeah, I heard this and I I don't know how far-fetched it is and I'm not even sure what the the all the players would be but Buddy Heald was another name that I heard yep. might fit here in San Antonio. What do you guys think of that?
0: I don't know about I I mean he's a great three-point shooter. Really great three-point shooter. Um yes. I just think that the the guard position here is uh, you know. Yeah. It would it would involve a trade for a guard absolutely yeah. and and the the Kings would want picks and the Spurs you know I I don't know that it makes sense to you know push your chips into the table for a guy like that who you know has has a a really elite I mean he he is one of the elite shooters in the NBA mm-hmm. um, but I I think there's a higher likelihood that he'll wind up on the lakers somehow for
2: <laughs> Taylor horton tucker
0: and kyle kuzma even though right. he's not on the team anymore um jeff i know you got to get going Is, you still no no
1: just <laughs> just uh, real quick on on um the situation i think the spurs as far as addressing their, their shooting i think that still can be addressed in free agency um you know i don't think you have to swing for the fences like a buddy healed but it's just the big man i think if i had to triage this just a big mint to me is just the absolute need because after Jakob, it's such a drop-off, yeah. such a, no, no knock on Drew and, and, you know, and, and Jock, you know, is just, you know, just, you need something better. And uh, so that's where Miles Turner to But yeah, thank you again, Tom, for having me on the big fun. Please go to kens5.com slash Spurs right now. We're covering it all there uh, from the Spurs, from the most ridiculous thing you'll ever find, like Funko Pops and Spurs to some serious one-on-one interviews like Joe Wieskamp, Joe. <laughs> Joe, do you know Joe Wieskamp, the other Spurs draft pick, is actually lighting it up in Austin right now? He I mean, is. Nobody's talking about it except for us at kens5.com slash Spurs. There are plenty of articles with we, Joe Wieskamp there, one-on-one for them.
0: We all get the same 24 hours in the day, but I'm convinced that Jeff finds another 45 minutes somewhere because that guy, <laughs> all over the place for us. Jeff, always oh, good a, to see it, my thing, friend. Be,
1: while we were starting the show, um, when you were doing the test, uh, the mic check with me, my back was to you because I was submitting another article right now. So, uh, yeah, that's how <laughs> dedicated we are don't stop.
2: Greg Matthews stopped. has got a big smile on his face right now, I promise we, you. We can,
1: we can tell behind the <laughs> he mask. Should, he, he, he should tell you the text I sent him during the day. I was like, heads up right now. This is coming your way, so be ready
0: for a great Thank my my wonderful talk boss later. greg matthews you, is here and uh greg if you could uh could you switch it Uh-oh, to just oh, me right. and me and joe here
1: oh, oh look at hey, that yeah get out of here
0: jeff all See right, you, see jeff you, buddy. all right joe i'm i'm glad we've gotten to this point in the in the program uh because it's time for us to talk about something that we did talk about 2 days ago and i'm i'm dreadfully sorry about <laughs> what happened to <after laughs> that recording we can't all be jackson Floyd, okay jackson I miss him. <laughs> Come back. (laughs) But tanking. You've been been very vocal about this on on Twitter with, uh, you know, the the fine people of Spurs Twitter who I love very much, Spurs Mafia. Shout Uh, out.
2: Love them too. Um,
0: But, you know, anytime something bad happens with this team that we came into the season knowing what the score was. Sure. um, You know, it's like either gas up the tank or this decision that Coach Pop made is stealth tanking. Uh, you, re- you reject both of these ideas in whole cloth. Uh, tell yes. me
2: why. Uh, well, I, first of all, I, I've been around Greg Popovich for, I don't know, 20-plus years. And Pop, he's a, he wants to win. He's not a guy that is going to say, hey, you know, we're going to just win 20 games, guys. And once we win 20 games, then, then we're going to call it a day and we're going to lose the rest. We're going to tank so we can get more chances at the ping-pong balls in the draft lottery. Number one, even with all those ping-pong balls, that doesn't guarantee you the number one pick in the draft. Now, maybe you get number two, okay, and maybe there's a good player there. But, uh, Tom, you may know the college talent, and I'm convinced of it, better than I do, and I know there's a guy you're high on there, but who are you tanking for? I mean, honestly, who are you tanking for? I think the answer this year – this year – there's
0: an easier, there, there's more of a motivation to tank, I think, because it's not like in years past where it was very like, you know, there's one clear-cut top prospect and the rest is kind of a crapshoot. This year, you know, really the top five, top ten picks are going to be pretty strong. Uh, and, the, and the top end of that, I mean, uh, Paolo Banquero at Duke is doing things right now that, I think he could do at an NBA level and, you know, bend defenses and, and he's a two-way player at a position of need for the Spurs, right? Uh, and when you look at what this Spurs team needs, right? Because like they, they, they look like they're figuring it out. They look like they're getting mm-hmm. close to, you know, playing the way that they need to play to compete. Uh, but there, as we all know, there's a difference between competing in games and competing for a championship. And, you know, the, the line around this Spurs team is, like, they got a lot of really good pieces, but they need, like, you know, a guy that's going to come in and be the straw that stirs the drink. So, you know, if, if you're really high on Bancaro, he's that guy. Uh, Chet Holmgren at Gonzaga, seven-foot-tall beanpole, but he's a guard, you know, he, the way he moves. The, the, and I'm not a huge college guy, like, hand up, I don't watch a ton of college football, college basketball, and when I do, it's when we're getting to draft time. I usually don't try to think too much about this stuff before I have a good idea of where the Spurs are gonna be picking.
2: Um, Which is why you shouldn't think about it now either, because the Spurs aren't tanking. How, does you, how do you go in that locker room every day and tell a DeJounte Murray, who is playing his butt off right now, yeah. we don't really wanna to try to win? You don't do that. There's no way because you don't do that. You don't do that to Kelvin Johnson or Devin Vassell or, or Derek White or Yaka Pertle because these guys, when they go out on the floor every night, tonight against the Denver Nuggets or whoever's on the floor, with they're not thinking about losing that ball game, nor do they want to be told, you have to lose this ball game, so we've got a chance at this guy at Duke. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my mind. Tanking the Spurs are not tanking. They're not tanking. They're not going to tank. So please get it out of your mind. It's just not gonna happen. I, I
0: agree I agree that they would never I can never picture Greg Popovich coming into the locker room and saying, All right boys, let's just take it easy tonight. Uh I obviously that'll never happen. Uh the the whole like stealth tank thing <laughs> is you know, why is Drew Eubanks getting so minutes? Pop must really want those picks, but like not want to you know, right. Say that. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not really buying that either because we know the way that Greg Popovich likes to manage when a starter is out, he'll take somebody off the deeper end of the bench so that the, you know, rotation can main t- can, can be, you know, fairly intact. Um, the, the Thad Young thing, they're obviously trying to showcase him while keeping him healthy Sure. Uh, for potential trades. Um, but, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that Greg Popovich ever wants to uh, lose a ball game. I think that he's more comfortable this year making decisions that may not look like they'll directly impact winning because development is the key, right? And so when, you know, when, when he's going out and putting out some of these lineups where it's like, know trey jones Bryn forbes what what what's going on here and then that lineup winds up providing a spark you know um but the the little buttons that he's pushing um you know he's he's definitely doing the big picture coaching thing this year and that big picture doesn't include uh losing games on purpose certainly not right now
2: absolutely Um, not tom and and you know, I hate to break this to all you guys, especially younger Spurs fans. Pop's been doing this his entire career. This is nothing new. This is nothing new. I mean, what what Pop is doing and playing people, you know, 20 years ago, I'm scratching my head going, why is this guy getting playing time? And nobody was saying Pop was tanking then. Uh it just it baffles me how people all of a sudden go to this tanking thing. It seems to be the word of the, the day in the NBA or any professional sport where, well, we're not going to win a championship, so we might as well tank and, and yeah. get better. It, I, I it think just that doesn't binary, work that way.
0: That binary of you're either competing for a title or you better be as bad as possible yeah. so that you could one day compete for a title, I think it's reductive, really, because you have a bunch of teams in the NBA who probably won't win a title this year, you're
2: going to have all of them um, yeah. except one. Yeah, you, you got you got
0: 29 teams <laughs> right. that, that won't win a title exactly. this year. Exactly. But I mean, you know, outside of the Magic and the Thunder and the Rockets, they can all be pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and so, even the Rockets
2: have been on a roll lately.
0: You know, and and yeah, and they got some young players. Yeah. Where watching them, it's like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, I I think I think it was the Magic and the Thunder, and the uh, Adam Silver was at the game. And somebody said, this takes tremendous commitment to the job. <laughs> uh, the Thunder lost by, what, 75? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine a, a Greg Popovich coached team, um, you know, coming out like that. But in that game, you got Shea Gilgis-Alexander mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. you got rookie Josh Giddy, who's been tremendous for them, out. And you've got a team that is full of, you know, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel of NBA players uh I I was not surprised that Oklahoma City played that poorly but I was kind of surprised that a Grizzlies team with no jaw just kept their foot on the gas until (laughs) like 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 it was like stop the fight they're already you know like come on uh I don't know if they're going to get a call from the league office about that but uh well, I hope
2: no. not because it's professional sports for goodness sake so yeah. uh, it,
0: it was you know, uh, if you don't
2: want to get beat by seventy, then do something about right. it right Yeah,
0: and they could not um but that that kind of leads me into something that you know you you've referenced s- several times here that you're old uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you've been you've been covering this team for a yes uh, both of those uh, things are B- true Badger yes <laughs> uh, the some spurs historians would tell you hey look you know there's there's one guy who's primarily responsible for this team having five championship rings right and the spurs wouldn't have been able to draft him unless they lost 75% of their games that one year true so uh you know in in about a couple minutes here if you could give us the you know the history of that As you saw because I was watching Barney at the time.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I was watching this whole thing play out, right? And the head coach at that time was Bob Hill. Greg Popovich was actually the general manager of this team. Um, David Robinson goes down early. I think the sixth game of the ball game, he's out for the season. He's done. Um, Pop hated Bob Hill's coaching style. He he just didn't like it at all. Bob Hill was more of an offensive guy. And as we know, um, Pop is a defensive guy. Uh, so Pop fires Bob Hill, takes over as the head coach, which you know was kind of a a crazy thing Can back then. Can you
0: imagine then. that happening today?
2: Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> well, it happened to the Houston Texans, and uh, well, kind of, right? The GM, and that's a whole other story for a whole other podcast. But but that's what happened, and the Spurs really just didn't. You talk about the straw uh, the st- straw that makes the drink stir I think you said that's that's the one yeah yeah that's the one (laughs) that's the one well David Robinson was that yeah right and so the the Spurs just really didn't know what to do and had had, they had no rudder at that time pop comes in uh they don't win many ball games and they get a bunch of ping pong balls but I don't think they had the most if I recall back then no I think the Boston Celtics Celtics had it right so the Spurs get lucky the ball comes in because Everybody was taking Tim Duncan right. with that number one pick. That he could have just as easily gone to Boston uh, with that pick. And so another thing
0: that's hard to picture in today's NBA is a 21-year-old top pick, yeah, uh, who graduated college. Like, yeah, exactly. You know,
2: it doesn't happen. the The
0: game has changed a little bit, but I think that one thing that hasn't changed is that we probably wouldn't see a tanking Spurs team unless there was a. You know, knock on every piece of wood in the building, you know, bad injury to a guy like DeJounte Murray, who has been absolutely crucial. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, without him, uh, things would be pretty grim for the Spurs, and I think unavoidably so. Sure. Uh, So, you know, if something like that happened, then the tank would just be natural. That's just losing a bunch of games. Um, but even if that was happening, I don't think, uh, you know, if they went into the last game of the season and it was like, all right, if we lose this game, we'll, we'll get more ping pong balls, then you might see Pop throw out that lineup with Eubanks and, and <laughs> Trey Jones and, and Brent Forbes, uh, you know, to start the game. But, sure. um, you know, this team I, I think has proven through especially the last You know, six games here that they're better than their record. They're uh, they're the kind of team that can compete. So they've uh, got
2: so much talent, Tom. Yeah, I mean these these guys that are on that floor are young, but they're extremely talented. And I'm going to tell you, you know, you you brought up Dejounte Murray. I honestly believe if Murray it does not have the type of season he's having right now, then he's no longer a spur. I think they they had finally exhausted. I mean, they've been waiting on this DeJounte Murray, what, for five years, expecting this. And I honestly believe that Pop made the moves that he moved, getting rid of of DeMar, Rudy Gay, all the vets, and and went. Maybe he didn't go to him, but it was implied that, okay, this is your team, and this has got to happen. You've got to come through. And I honestly believe that if DeJounte Murray comes in and has a mediocre season this year, he wouldn't be a Spur any longer. I, I truly believe that. So I think this was his make-or-break year. He's finally getting the opportunity to be the man, be the leader of this team, and he's making the most of it, and and that's a great thing.
0: We've got to wrap it up here in a second. Uh, just your quick thoughts. Tonight, Spurs taking on Denver, Denver playing on the second night of a back-to-back, and they went to overtime last night. Yeah. they're uh, Their banged-up team seems like everybody's plan is – make somebody other than uh, Jokic beat us, and then Jokic beats them. Yes. So uh, what, what are your thoughts going into this game quickly?
2: Well, I mean, the Spurs are going to do that too, right? I mean, and he's been a Spur killer. Uh, every, time, every time it seems like he sees a, a Spurs uniform, he just uh, elevates his game. And this is an interesting couple of games because they play Denver back-to-back, yes. right? Not, not one night after the next, but it is a two-game series, if you will. So Jokic is the guy. I mean, he's the guy. He just seems to find a way to give the Spurs trouble. And, and, and I
0: mean, one of the top five players in the league no question. for the last couple of years at this point. I mean, yeah. people still sleeping on him, um, you know, for, like, aesthetic reasons, but, like... He's one of the most skilled players in the league today. I think he's been
2: as clutch as anybody over the past two, three, four years. I mean, he's clutch. He's tremendous.
0: Uh, Spurs are going to be keeping their fingers crossed that he's tired tonight. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, hopefully uh, we see Devin Vassell, who's probable tonight, play, uh, potentially in the starting lineup. But that's it for this episode of the Big Fun Pod. Spurs fans, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is from Ken's 5, the official TV station of the San Antonio Spurs. That's Joe Ryan Engel. Jeff Garcia was here with us earlier. My name's Tom Petrini, and we'll see you next time. Go, Spurs, go.
2: Yes.